0: Hello, good morning. Today I would like to share with you from the Gospel according to John chapter 14, verses 23 to 27. Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I live with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching, my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. The only condition for the company, protection, and love of God, what we in short call the blessing of God, is to obey his word. If we say we love God, then we must prove it by obeying his word that is contained in the Bible. One of the first things you need to do to obey the Word of God is to believe in it. That's called faith. It is to prove that I believe in God and I want to believe in God. Why do I say I believe in God and I say I want to believe in God? Faith is a gift from God. If we can believe, we have to thank God because that happens through the Holy Spirit of God. For most of us who are in the church, it's apparently not a problem to say, I believe in God, even though our faith may not be so big sometimes. But do you know how many people there are out there who don't believe? Do you know how many people don't have the slightest desire to believe in God? And perhaps many of them die without having believed in God. Therefore, we have to be thankful for believing in God. We must be thankful that we have been brought up in Christian families who rightly or wrongly have brought us to church and have given us the possibility of believing in Jesus Christ. In the case of those who have been confirmed and even baptized, it then becomes our responsibility if our faith grows or falls. Faith is like a seed or sapling. We must take care that the seedling of faith that has been planted grows and ripens as God would like. In the beginning, when a tree is planted, it's just a seed. And then it becomes a small plant that requires a lot of care so that over time it can grow into a tree. It is the same with the baptized. We must take care of that plant. In the life of faith, at a young age, we may have parents, godparents, or a Christian family that can help. But eventually, every one of us must take responsibility to care for the plant of faith. We must take care of that seedling of faith, with fear and trembling. Because if you don't take care of it, then despite having been baptized and confirmed, the plant may wither and die. And if that happens in our life of faith, faith is extinguished and the person turns away from God with tragic consequences for their existence beyond their life. Can you have faith and doubt about the existence of God? Sure, all those who have faith sometimes doubt, especially when we are going through rough times and we ask and feel that, that God doesn't answer us. And not only Christians doubt the, about the existence of God, those who don't believe in God also doubt about the non-existence of God at some point in their lives. Even atheists at some point doubt about their conviction and say, couldn't it be that God maybe does exist? Once I met a person who, perhaps jokingly, but it wasn't a joke, said, how can you believe in God whom you haven't seen? How can you believe in something you don't see? Today I woke up and didn't see God. I walked down the street and I didn't see God. I was in the parking lot and I didn't see God. Show me that God exists. Then I said, you can't not believe in everything you don't see. There are things that we believe that cannot see. And I asked, do you believe in love? Yes, of course I believe, but how can you believe in love if you don't see it? Well, come to my place and I'll show you my wife and you'll see the love we have. Yes, but I don't see love. How can you believe in something you don't see? We don't have to see everything that we believe in. Can we see hope? We have hope and don't want to lose it. It's the same with God. There are other dimensions that go beyond the understanding of human beings. One is the spiritual dimension. We don't see it, but we can believe it. That is why we must feed our faith with the corresponding food for faith, which is a spiritual food. This food includes prayer, daily communication with God, daily reading of the Bible, and weekly participation in community in a church where we receive the word and sacrament the food coming from the Holy Spirit of God. That is what it means to take care of that little plant. That is what it means to take care of our faith so that it will grow and grow and become the great tree of faith that God wants for us. If our life doesn't show off the blessings of God, it's possibly because we didn't care for that plant or we haven't allowed it to grow or we are not taking care and feeding it with spiritual food. Even if we are old, we can start to feed that plant as God intended. It's never late for our faith to become a huge tree, and even more so when young people, as it will be the case for our confirmants in two weeks, take this advice and treasure it in their life in the way that God's word says, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. That's the best advice we can give to a conferment, for example. Do you want to see God's fruits in your life? Do you want to see the tangible blessing of God? Start feeding the seedling of your faith by trying obeying God. Once there was a non-believer, who was certainly very smart and he wanted to have all the explanations about the possible existence of God. And he asked questions of a pastor. Where is God in the middle of poverty, hunger in the world, in the middle of those massacred and mutilated children used for prostitution or child labor? Why is there suffering? Why are these diseases or wars? Can you explain where God was before all this? And so he asked one question after another. This pastor said, well, let me try to explain it. The man said, no, you can't explain anything because you don't have the answers. Because God doesn't exist. God is something made up and no one can see God. I can explain it, keeps saying the minister, but first I want to ask you a question. No, I don't want any questions, said the man laughing. Answer my question. But let me ask you just one question, may I? Well, okay, finally consented the man, just the question. If I answer you clearly and satisfy your doubts about the existence of God right now, would you consider believing God and become a Christian? And the man replied, no, not at all. Okay, said the pastor, let's go for a coffee and don't waste our time. So, my conclusion is that there are people in this world to which we can call voluntary non believers. That is, they don't want to believe and do everything possible to not believe. And we Christians often doubt about our faith. It may happen that we have doubts about the existence of God. And this can be normal and even be honest to admit it. But nevertheless, we move forward and we persist in our faith. We continue to feed our faith through prayer, Bible reading, and weekly belonging to a community of faith. Because we are determined to believe in God. And that's the kind of faith that arises in those who love God, despite our doubts and human limitations. We give more credit to God than to all who want to convince us that God doesn't exist. And that is the faith that perseveres in the end. That is the faith that, despite the problems that want to lower our mood and make us sad, lethargic, depressed, or negative, says, no, I have to change my faith. I have to change my moods in order to believe, to be able to trust and to declare, as the Psalm 118 The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. And to be overjoyed, happy and cheerful is part of the same experience of faith. We want to decide to feel good and change our feelings, to change our way of thinking, our mindset that leads us to believe. He who is mentally ill cannot think well and those who cannot think well, cannot believe. Those who cannot believe cannot love God because they cannot believe that he exists. And we read in Hebrews chapter 11, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. I would possibly rephrase this. Only faith can please God. The only way we can make God happy, the only way we can love God, is through our faith in Him. We pray that God may dwell in this church, in our community, through the Holy Spirit. Also that God may hereafter dwell in our confirmance in two weeks in our comfort lives, and their families. But the only requirement is to love God by trying obeying His Word and having faith, that is, keeping that faith through our faithful and determined fellowship with God Himself. May God fill our lives and be present in this house of prayer, the Lord's house. I wish the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. I wish you a wonderful week.